to episode 226 of the All the Book Show, recorded at the David A. Howe Public Library. We talk book news, author news, and literary news. I'm Eric Michaels. I'm Dick Gunning. And it's this time... December. It is December. Yeah. Happy yeah. December. Boy, you were really speeding through that intro. Yeah. You're, well, going, you're going so fast. <laughs> I didn't want... Last time, I think I got it wrong. Yeah, you did. Like you it forgot, just fell right on my face. You forgot to say the title of yeah. the episode. And yeah, sometimes I say, I'm Nick Gunning. Confusing. You've never said that. Oh. But... Next episode. This week, Eric and I are joined by my old friend, Bo Hutchings. Bo, last time you were here, and I swiveled the mic to you, I hit you right in the face. So you, you do it this time. Bo, say hello. Hey, guys. This is your third time on the podcast. Is that correct? No. <laughs> yeah, no, that's correct. It is third, third uh, yeah, third in a row. What was the first time? The first time we just talked about Christmas movies and things. We didn't oh, do, we didn't right. do a Christmas book club, an annual Christmas book club, mm. which you were all for last year. When no. We were doing it. You were like, no, let's you play make the this, tape back. Let's make this annual. No. All right, play the tape back now. No, it's like we don't need to. All right, so this time uh, we are going to be doing a, uh, we are going to be doing our Christmas book club. And just a little refresher on what happened to us last year. Mm. Um, it was a trying experience, don't you think? Was it difficult for you? I had a blast. Okay. Well, that's a good attitude. It's a good change. Uh, I read a book called Santa Claude by <laughs> Rita Mae Brown and her uh-huh. esteemed co-author, Sneaky Pie Brown, who right. is a cat. The cat, the cat author. Uh, it was a mystery. Yeah. There was a lot of... Uh, it, it was about monks trying to save Christmas. Um, and, Bo, what was yours? Okay. Snow Globe? Something? <laughs> no, Snow Way Out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was the um, Snow Globe mystery that... We assumed would be a Christmas story, but actually took place, I think, on Halloween, right? Yeah. yeah so there was nothing Christmassy about it except for right. the fact that it was a, snow, a snow globe. globe. Yeah. I don't remember the name. Something yeah. cake, funnel you read cake. You <laughs> the funnel cake hell. <laughs> Eric was hurt by the book Christmas Cake Murder oh my by Joanna Fluke. It's yeah. one of the Hannah Swenson books. Tell us a little bit about it. Just give us a little refresher. Uh, it, it was a, uh, it was like sisters a, and their mom sit around the table talking about how much they like each other's cooking, and then there's a recipe. And then repeat. Okay, and and, and there's no w- m- the murder happened like thirty years in the past. Right. And it wasn't a murder or something. It yeah. was stupid. I remember. Homelessness, I remember maybe that you hated was it. involved. Well, tell us what you read for us this year. A Pony for Christmas, a Montana <laughs> holiday novella by <laughs> Bev Peterson. <laughs> that sounds that sounds wholesome. Uh, give us a little give us a little uh, uh, synopsis of the book. Just a quick one. Six year old Susie Jenkins desperately wants a pony for Christmas, and she's certain Santa will deliver. After all, she's been on her best behavior for months, not tattling on the bullies and even sharing her own oh, her only candy cane. Besides, this year she has everything ready, including a cracked water bucket and several wizened carrots Susie's mother struggles just to put food on the table life has been difficult since her husband died and any pet especially a pony is impossible however Susie's (laughs) unflagging belief in the importance of being kind uh, serves as a catalyst sending ripples throughout her snowy Montana town and bringing love and happiness to more than just big hearted little girl wow Okay. Yeah. All right. And just a little. Did you like it? Did you not like it? You know, we don't. We won't get into it yet. But did you like it or didn't you? Was Chris. it better than Christmas cake? Yeah. Murder? So it was better than Christmas right, cake we'll funnel. Uh, last year, as I mentioned, I, I read a book that was written by a cat. This year, it was just written by a human woman named Sheila Roberts. It's called. I'm the, sure she has cats around. Probably as muses. Probably as meowses. <laughs> yeah, we'll allow it. <laughs> This one is called The Nine Lives of Christmas. So you have a cat named Ambrose. Well, listen, I know it's a yeah. cat thing. Why isn't it The Twelve Lives of Christmas? I think because of, of it, because it's a cat thing. Yeah, nine, nine. No, I get it, but I yeah, get it. I, I think cat lore is uh, overtaking Christmas lore in this oh, okay. situation. Yeah. So anyway, Ambrose uh, has just has just died. He's just had his eighth life taken from him. Mm. And he's going into his ninth life, and he basically makes a deal with God that if he can accomplish something the great... The cat. Yes. The cat makes a deal with God. Yes. 
if he can accomplish something great in his ninth life, he can just live a nice, peaceful, basically a retirement life in right. his ninth life. So he decides that he needs to get Zach, a rugged, sexy firefighter, together with Marilee, a mousy uh, store clerk who works at a, a pet store. Mm-hmm. And that's that's basically it. Are Zach, they both lonely and sad? Like Zach's they... a bit of a player. He's a ladies' oh, man. He wants sure. to play the field. Right. Uh, Marilee feels like she's in the shadow of her prettier, more successful older sisters mm-hmm. and feels like she doesn't have much to offer. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, does she know that confidence is the most attractive thing? I don't think she does. Oh. Uh, and so Marilee sees Zach and Zach sees Marilee and there there is there is a little bit of a connection there but Zach is like no that's a nice girl that I could spend the rest of my life with and I don't want to do that I want a tomcat around Mm -hmm. and uh you know Ambrose tries to work his uh cat magic right and otherwise God will punish him (laughs) I thought it was fine I was uh, a lot of things happened in the book that confused me tonally it was very (laughs) tonally it was very confusing right uh ranging from like overtly sexual to like Hallmark Christmas movie schmaltzy. So it's a lifetime and thing. And a lot instead. of uh, a lot of gruesome cat deaths in this book. Yeah. So we'll get into that. Yeah. But what about you? What did you read for us this year? Now you you were a Halloween book last year. Did did you manage to get the right holiday? Yes, this is actually a Christmas story. Oh. And it's called The Ghost of Christmas Past, so we really couldn't be confused by that one. Um, so it is a mystery, um, not a murder mystery, but like a ghost story. This uh, follows, it's a series that follows a southern ghost hunter. Her name is Verity Long. And Verity, I looked up, means truth. Oh. So okay. there's that long truth. I yep. don't know. All right. And it's written by um, New York Times bestselling author Angie Fox. Not an author I'm familiar with. Me either. You hadn't read her work. But okay. New York Times is. So I guess so. that's a big yeah. thing. There's so many New York Times bestseller lists. Is that is that true? Well, there's like the, the e-book bestsellers. The so it's not that hard. Yeah, well. Okay. <laughs> that's what I thought. You can find it. But it says the Southern Ghost Hunter Mysteries Book 8.5. This see. is see. Bo- what does that mean? 8.5 like why is oh. this not just 8 oh. or 9 is it well, it's a, it was only 103 pages yeah you know it's probably like a like a Christmas novella set between two main books novella yeah okay yeah that it's makes sense shorter yeah which I appreciated because mine I, was a novella am I the only one who read a full size book listen you're the only one who wants to do this <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna edit that out of the episode <laughs> to be that's, fair that's not welcome <laughs> I mean, yeah, this I think this was like a perfect cozy Christmas okay. book. It was it was the right length for me okay. as, as far as the story goes. Okay. So let's let's get right into it. Was this better than Snow Way Out? Cuz I can tell you right now that the title is not better than Snow Way Out. And honestly, the story and book aren't either. Really? I preferred Snow Way Out. Oh. I wish that Snow Way Out had a Christmas time. Okay. I mean, it might if we actually research, because I feel like it was a whole snow globe if series If you keep as going, well. eventually they have to do a Christmas one, yeah. Yeah. I'm kind of glad that we were like in a different world, yeah. and you know, it's a different tone sort of, I think, to this book um, as opposed to the last one. I, they were both mysteries, but this one was ghosty. Ooh. And that supernatural element, which was kind of... Did, did you like that? Did you find that appealing? Um, no. (laughs) (laughs) I actually like the the snow glove one better because that was a murder mystery and one that I could actually kind of like wrap my head around a little bit more. I don't know a lot about the supernatural. I'm going to be perfectly honest. What about the deep south? And again, not (laughs) familiar. 
Um, so I was just kind of lost okay. in this one. But it was short, which I could actually, you know, yeah, I, I, I could retain that's a, a Christmas, little bit more. That's a Christmas blessing. That was so so tell me about our, our ghost hunter. Verity is her name? Verity Long. Oh, Verity Long. Okay, any relation to Shelley Long from Cheers? You know, she looks like her in the Does she really? Page, oh, I, I could see that. Yeah, like, maybe. All right, so Shelley Long's grandniece. And yeah, that's a great, yeah, you can picture a, a young Shelley Long oh, living oh. in Sugarland, Tennessee. Shelley Long, call your agent. <laughs> <laughs> she's not, I think it might be a bit She's too not late. taking the calls. I think it could be a too late for okay. Shelly on this right. one. Sorry, Shell. Um, so Verity Long Christmas Eve is okay. set to go to her um, boyfriend's family's Christmas party. Do they discuss recipes? Because I know Eric likes books where you discuss a lot of recipes. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't. Well, why did you read that one? I don't. <laughs> you know what though? What? Actually, it does kind of like the end does kind of center around a pie. Really? That, no. <laughs> And they, oh they, they couldn't explain it more. Like, okay. I feel like they really are, like, they're really digging into yeah. this pie. Was there a whole conversation? It's like, I love, I mean, that's for, you know what? Never mind. Forget it. I don't <laughs> want to know. See, you're obsessed, Eric. <laughs> <laughs> and I am very thankful you're not reading other recipe books this year because I can't yeah. listen to any no, more recipes. me neither. Me neither. I need to get to the meat. That's I need to get the story. All right, so what's Verity like? What's her, what's her deal? Okay, so here's the, the interesting thing. So she's <laughs> dating this guy named Ellis Wydell, and that's who she's going to the Christmas party I'm with. loving these names but guess who she was engaged to before she met in quotation okay who his brother Bo 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 just like you B-E-A-U wow call your agent I know but but that's kind of twisted yeah I, I mean, if you so. think about it so she was engaged to this guy and then she's like not you yeah you <laughs> right right so it's that's sort, already sort of gonna a, be an awkward Christmas a while you were sleeping scenario Wait, maybe how? Well, that's oh. that's what happens. Sandra Bullock. Yeah, but Bo's still awake. Oh, Bo's awake. <laughs> He's watching everything. <laughs> okay, and drinking anything he can get his hands on. Spoiler alert. Oh my gosh. Well, <laughs> doesn't turn out for good for old. He's Bo. filled with that pie. Yeah. There. All right. So she's she's set to go to this Christmas party, which is going to be awkward because Bo's going to be there. You know. Yeah. She was engaged to this dude's brother. Yes. And now she's engaged to a new guy. Yeah, well, dating, but dating. yeah, probably okay. getting engaged. Okay, do they get into this? Do they get into this? Is it like a love triangle, or is it not really an element? No, I mean, it kind of comes into play at the end, but it's really not centered around that. It's Mostly... more pie-centric at the end. <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah. But the pies saves yeah. the story, really I'm good. telling you. Okay. But I, really, the, the big crux of it is that the mother of the boys does not like Verity. I see. So she's like kind of the, the foil. And the mother is alive? Yes. She's not the ghost. Yeah, she's kind of the... Okay, so it's called... The ghost of Christmas past. So she's okay. kind of the Scrooge-esque character, oh, okay. the, the mother. Right. But Verity is the one that goes on the journey that Scrooge will go. So it doesn't make okay. any kind of sense. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. So Verity is, um, amongst all this drama, she also has um, powers to see ghosts. Oh. Yeah. And communicate with them. And communicate with okay. them. Okay. Yeah. So then... Okay. So, uh, so basically Verity gets in a fight with the mother right before the party, decides not to go to the party. So she stays home. And then her normal ghost friend comes to visit her and says, um, you have a visitor. I don't know how. So anytime this other guy that like lives in the house comes in, he allows her the ability to see, see the ghost. Was it a ghost whisperer situation? Was Jennifer Love Hewitt there? Oh, maybe Jennifer Love Hewitt could be Verity Long. Oh, boy. She, there's that, not a Lifetime movie she won't do. That would play better, I think. Do than, you think than, it would? Than good old Shelley Long. Okay. All right. Well, no don't shade. don't give away your ending now. Let's dive into one of these other one of these other books. Erica, are you prepared to talk about, what is it, Christmas Pony? Pony Christmas? <laughs> it's a pony for Christmas, a Montana holiday novella. Mine was also a novella. Okay. 
uh, by Bev Peterson. Six-year-old Susie Jenkins desperately wants a pony for Christmas. <laughs> are you going to read that all again? <laughs> Don't read it again. Uh, and a third. Take us, take us in. What are these characters like? What's Susie like? Susie's a nice kid. And She's which one is the ghost? No, this one doesn't have a ghost. The pony's the no, ghost. No, this is in Montana as well. <laughs> okay. So, um, Montana. Though there is a death. Oh. Yeah. So... I need to know. This is one of those things. I need to know if the animal's going to die because I can't handle animal deaths. The animal is a non-entity in this book. But it's called the Christmas Pony. Correct. It's called A Pony for Christmas. A Pony for Christmas. Right. So last year you read a book about a Christmas cake murder and there mm-hmm. was no Christmas cake murder. Right. And this year you wrote a book called uh, A Christmas... It's for, A Pony for a Christmas. A Pony for Christmas. Right. But the pony is not really a central element to the book. Well, at the end of the book, there's oh. Christmas. Okay. So you would assume that A Pony for Christmas would show up at the Are end. Are there pies? Or is that mm. just in bows? Listen. All right. Uh, Susie's nice. She oh good. <laughs> she is trying to be on her best behavior because she wants a pony. Uh, her mom is kind of sad sometimes because uh, her husband died a while yeah. ago. Oh, okay. And and Susie's nice because she's a nice kid, but she also isn't aware of her like situation of being poor. She's you know it's just life for her. And so when people like comment on her being poor, she doesn't really get it. Like one person calls her like a ragamuffin, and she has to ask her mom what that is and. You know, she finds out and she doesn't really understand it. What is a ragamuffin? It's just a kid in rags, like a, like a little orphan Annie. Situation. Yeah, like a little orphan Annie situation. Okay. I have professional experience because okay. they live at this place and there's this uh there's this ranch where they have horse races and everything. And her mom and her go there for a Christmas party, and you can tell that the owner of this ranch, who is also a young guy, is interested in Susie's mom and maybe vice versa. But there's this homeless guy who uh, lives on the streets, whose name uh, escapes me right now, and I got rid of the book. He's Let's call him Carl. Because I think that Carl. Could be, I think that's right. So Carl is homeless, and people just kind of ignore him. He lives in a barn that's all run down and everything, and she's very nice to him, and she gets a candy cane, and it's all she has, but she gives it to him, and it like makes him almost cry and everything. And he, he kind of is telling her, he's like, don't, you know, don't ask for a pony for Christmas. It's, it's bad news. Basically, he had a daughter we find out, who was on a horse, and the horse ran out the barn. Horse, and, not a pony? Uh, I think it was a horse. This was a horse, okay. Right? The horse ran out of the barn with the daughter on it, and she hit her head on the barn door, and she died. Whoa. And so he, he's been living as a homeless man for about five years or so. That's Listen, uh-huh. I'm just going to jump into my book for a minute, uh-huh. because <laughs> a similar thing happened to Ambrose in one of his early lives. He was he's riding on the back of a dog... <laughs> and the dog ran through a pet door and smashed Ambrose's head into the door, and Ambrose died. Well, the book, my book, didn't really describe the death. My book did, and you wouldn't, <laughs> you don't want it to. You don't think it would, but it did. Dark. Yeah. Anyway, so now Carl is just like, you don't want a horse. Don't get a horse and everything. And what about a pony? He's saying the same thing, but okay. he does help. It's it's very sad because she's like collecting hay and grass to feed the horse, Jeez. just like off the ground and keeping it. It's a hard knock and life. And she has like a bucket that she offered him, but he didn't take it. So now she's gonna save it. But like it said in the description, it's a cracked bucket. So it's like Did a you say med- a crack bucket or a no crack. a cracked bucket. Cracked. So just bucket. imagine a very poor child with not a lot whose mom is struggling, collecting whatever she can find to take care of a horse that we know she can't afford. Oh, boy. Yeah. And okay. that's basically what the book is leading up to. Okay, that's so they don't tell us where it goes. make comments about her situation that she doesn't fully understand, and her mom is trying to be sweet, and is like, wouldn't you rather a sled and all this stuff? Meanwhile... Don't have to feed a sled. That uh, That's true. I have a confession to make to both of you. It was uh, long after I was married did I learn that ponies were not just baby horses. No. 
they're separate. I didn't yeah. know that they were separate things. Yeah. I just thought that's what you call yeah. a cute little little baby horses. <laughs> no. <laughs> Did you know? I don't know what the I'm difference on it. You is. You guys Eric's, talk about other stuff. Eric's looking at is it like the size? I feel like ponies are generally smaller, right? Or am I thinking of a donkey? Well, that's why I thought they were just baby horses. Oh, yeah. Well, ponies are so cute. You know, like my little Is pony. height. A horse is usually considered to be equian. That's at least 14.2 hands yeah. oh, got it. or 4 feet 10 inches tall. A pony is less than that. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, let me tell you let me tell you a little bit about the nine lives of Christmas. Sure, something else. So, I think I think I told you the basics, but but Ambrose the cat um, is is his former owner dies and oh. his, yeah and her family's like nah just take the cat to the shelter we don't want the cat and so Zach our fireman hero finds the cat with the tag and calls the family and they're like we found this cat and they're like we don't care mm-hmm. and so Zach doesn't want to keep the cat but he just he you know he likes it and he's not mm-hmm. a jerk so he decides to keep the orange cat, cat? It, uh, well, the cover, on the cover is the cover is an orange cat. You have an orange cat. I do. They don't make a big deal about whether or not the cat in here is orange. So Zach uh, doesn't have any any supplies for the cat. So he goes mm-hmm. to this this um, like a Petco type store. Right. And Marilee is the clerk there. And so he they have a little meet cute, and she's like, "Here's the things you want for your cat." And they kind of go through the aisles, and they have this cute little thing. He right away starts talking about like how sexy she looks and it was very it was it was weird it was no like in his head he's like boy i bet under that frumpy outfit it was a lot of a lot of weird stuff like that that's a very stereotypical male thing i mean like don't we say that is this the cat not the cat it's zach it's just oh they just make up this just the cat saw this it was like i'm gonna i'm gonna hook these two up because i bet under all that for humans (laughs) no the cat just takes a liking to her but zach Uh He quotes a Dr. Hook song that <laughs> already, you know, it's from, he sa- when he sees her, he says he couldn't help thinking of the Dr. Hook song, You Make My Pants Want to Get Up and Dance. Do you know that song? No. It's not a G-rated song, and that's like what he sees. Mm-hmm. That's what he thinks of when he sees her. He's got is, his Dolomite records. Which I just think is way. such a weird, and it, throughout the whole book, he mm-hmm. just keeps talking about, they both like see each other in their heads. They're like, boy. One of these days, <laughs> seriously, it was yeah. weird. It was weird because it was yeah. such a like Hallmark cozy, sweet thing. Right. Right in there. Both of their internal monologues were like mm-hmm. Trey sexy. Mm-hmm. So it takes, you, it takes you out of it for a minute, yeah. I would imagine. Yeah. Yeah. It does. And then add into that, add to that that some scenes are from the cat's perspective right. where he's trying to figure out how to get the two together. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, Zach has a girlfriend mm-hmm. who is older than him oh. and is kind of like his sugar mama. Like oh. She keeps giving him things and, you know... <laughs> <laughs> it's very weird. <laughs> I know. Is it necessary? <laughs> no, I don't think it is. That's what I'm yeah. saying. So she's no good. I mean, uh-huh. she's just not super pleasant. And um, she was a, a former in one of Ambrose's l- early lives. She was his former owner. So Ambrose is the cat. Oh, so what? yes. In this world, yeah. humans are also experience resurrection. No. Oh. She's the same person. It's oh, just okay. she had a cat. Who <laughs> I just wanted to understand the r- rules of this world. I thought she was dating the dead woman. I don't know. Yeah. Well, Is somebody dating a dead person in your book? Don't worry about it. Okay. <laughs> Trademark, Bo Hutchings. So anyway... We we learned that this woman who Zach is dating, whose name I just can't remember, just come up with a name. Call she him Carl. A, she doesn't. She doesn't want this cat around, mm-hmm. and so she's like, "It's either me or the cat." And so Zach's like, "Well, I guess I gotta get rid of this cat." So what? I can keep things going with this woman who he doesn't like. If I was dating someone and they said that to me, that's all I need to know. Yeah, you've you've sealed your fate. So Zach continues to bond with this cat. <laughs> Ambrose the cat keeps coming up with reasons to make. Um, Zach could go to the pet store. Like he eats something that makes him sick. 
he refuses to eat his food, so he has to like go to the pet store to get more food. Mm-hmm. He's like he won't use the litter box, so they have to get a pet door. It's just he just Ambrose keeps coming up with reasons to get Zach right. and Merrily together. And it's smart. He's he's protecting his own well being in that case. Because I mean, once you've invested that much, yeah. you might as well keep exactly. Cat. Otherwise, exactly. you have a pet door and that, for no that reason. That is kind of a factor. This guy's like, well, I've already turned my life upside down with this cat. <laughs> Meanwhile, Merrily has a cat cat named Queenie. Okay. Mm-hmm. Who was as um, the hots for this <laughs> a- Ambrose? <laughs> they're not. They're not. They have. They don't meet. They're not. They're not together at this okay. point. And so, uh, but she's not allowed to have cats in her building. So she's mm-hmm. hiding Queenie, and it's very stressful for Marilee because she's a nice girl. She doesn't like to lie to anyone, you know. Wait, she works at a pet store, and she can't have pets. It's more like a pet supply store, but they do have some pets. The nasty girlfriend uh-huh. who wants to get rid of the cat. Yeah, but I mean, she's giving him like Xboxes, right. and stuff. So that's cool. Her dad owns the pet shop store <gasps> where Merrily works. Oh no. So there's a little bit there's a little bit of a little bit of a kerfuffle there. Mm-hmm. I went and to so, the kerfuffle before Christmas. Oh, was that fellow? That's nice. Yeah. Eventually, a uh, mean girlfriend gets mm-hmm. Merrily fired. Let's call her so basically Janet. like kicked out on the street right. because she can't afford her apartment. She doesn't mm-hmm. know what to do with the cat. <laughs> and so she's out there and uh-huh. Zach is like not feeling great about this, but Zach has a whole thing of his own, okay? Zach, Zach's dad and mom got divorced, and now he has this weird relationship with his mom, who he kind of blames for the divorce. Mm-hmm. And he's got this weird thing with his dad. And, and, and the mom is remarried, and he has step-siblings that he's not close to. And so he feels kind of adrift in his own personal life. Mommy issues, and then he's dating an older woman. That makes total sense. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it all comes together now. It does make sense. It does make sense. So um, let's... got a Superman complex with this cat? Is that what's happening? Yeah, maybe. Here's the thing that's so weird about it, okay? Uh Because first of all, it's, it's... it's not like smutty romance novel sexy, but it's way sexier than you would anticipate based on like the cover of the book and the synopsis. Yeah. Like the language is much sexier. Mm-hmm. It's not what I expected. I would I would pay money betting that the publisher or whoever was like, you need to give that cat his own thing. Uh-huh. You need to give that cat a storyline and some dialogue. Right. Because the whole plot about the cat Ambrose making a deal with God mm-hmm. about getting these two together right. and in the cat's former life feels very tacked on. Mm-hmm. And you go like a hundred pages without referencing that. And then all right. of a sudden, like you're talking about it again. It just seems like it wasn't supposed to be there. And also mm-hmm. the deaths of this cat are somewhat graphic. Yeah. And and you hear about many of the, the yeah. eight preceding lives. So it's, it's very tonally mm. weird. Okay. People will start writing a book and then all of a sudden they think, oh, I need to tie this since they have to go back and kind of insert a storyline here. And you know, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like dissect it uh, as they go. Well, I, I mean, uh, yes, I think that that does happen, but it, this one to me just feels like it was a very straightforward story. And then, this whole like sentient cat making a deal with God <laughs> thing just doesn't really gel with the rest of it. So it's just my my suspicion mm-hmm. is that there was some outside like why don't we take another run at this, mm-hmm. uh, Sheila, and add some <laughs> add some sentient cat scenes to it. Did you like, say sensual okay. cat things? <laughs> <laughs> Done. All right. Okay. So that's 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 yeah. the tenor of my book. Okay. All right. So let's let's go back to the ghosts of uh, of Christmas past. So you've told us that uh, it sounds like things are maybe about to come to head. The 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 is, mo- yeah. Are, are Southern manners an important factor of this book? Yes, because the family that we're dealing with, the right. Wydells, own Sugarland pretty much. So okay. it's a very like old time yeah. Southern. We family. don't mind that ghost, but he don't mind his p's and q's. <laughs> exactly. Everybody's got the vapors, you know that kind of thing. Like very, very conservative, like classic. The vapors. 
I got the I got like, a case of the vapors. Fanning themselves. Yeah, I mean, Verity's less so, but the mother, Virginia, is very Minjula. Okay. Do they ever know? sing that song from Mame? Don't in pretend. the musical version, they probably will insert that. Do they? Okay, yeah, good. Because yeah, this good, is good. definitely going to Broadway. Okay, so where do we come to... Are, are we at the point where we could talk about the murder? So there's not really a murder. It's... <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay, there's It's no a murder. ghost story, and the murders have already happened. It's, oh, it is wholesome okay. in the sense of, okay. like, it's not gruesome. We don't get into that. So this uh, Verity lives in a home that is haunted by this man named Frankie. Frankie. He was he was a gangster back in the 20s and okay. he was shot in the head and so they refer to the bullet wound in his forehead a lot so that's the amount of gore that we go. Okay. We just see like a wound in his forehead. Okay. So he's the one that is like her channel to the ghostly world. Okay. So after she decides to not go to the Christmas party, she gets a visit from another ghost, a woman named Donna, who Donna when she was alive three years prior had brought Verity to this skunk that becomes Ger- uh, Verity's uh, pet. <laughs> Speaking of pets. Wait, wait, wait. So there are two ghosts? Yes. Okay. So there's Frankie who lives there. Who's and like Donna. a t- 1920s mobster. Yep. And then okay. Donna, who is a lady in the community that worked at a pet store. Who, oh. Yeah. Through wow. line. It's all connected. Okay. We're getting real creative. I guess so. So, um, uh, is, uh, is the skunk a ghost or a real? The, the skunk is real. He's live. And okay. she found him when he was a baby on the side of the, the, the street. And then apparently in Tennessee, the law is you can't have a skunk as a pet, which makes total sense. Sure. But so somehow, somehow very can get away with it. Oh, did they have him D like stinked? I, they never refer to that. And I thought they should, they should spend they definitely two should more take, pages explaining that I mean, if she's that hanging one. out with ghosts all the time, that skunk is going to get scared. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. He's going to get scared. Yeah. Somebody's going to get yeah, stinked. Yeah, but the, the, the skunk say? seems stinked? very lovely. It stunk. Skunks okay, are you. technically skinks. Yes. Skinks, skinks or that, skunks? That sounds right. They're, they're technically Let's cats, right? Dr. Seuss. I'll have to check with Ambrose, the cat, because he's lived nine different lives. Yeah, check with Ambrose. I will, I'll check. I'll I'm run not it, sure he's run into his I'll run it up too. the Christmas flagpole and just yeah. see what Ambrose says. Maybe one of Ambrose's past lives, he got killed by the stench of a skunk. Maybe he did. Maybe but he no, did. there's the skink. Oh my gosh. The skunk yeah. never skink. smells. They're related to pole cats and other members of the weasel family. Uh, their closest old world relatives is the stink badger. The stink badger. The stink badger. It's a nickname. I guess it is. <laughs> yeah, they are cute. Yeah, they're supposed to be very nice pets. Yeah, they they're beautiful. They are. Yeah, on cartoons. Yeah. So yes, yeah, so the 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 skunk brought Donna and um, Verity together. Okay. So Donna has come Just back like to Ambrose. town to see. Yeah, it's always the animal. Although the animal is very secondary in this story, oh, but I feel okay. like he helps her a little bit more. Uh, actually, she the, the skunk is Lucy. Helps Verity in a lot of her journeys. She's um, like a mystery solving skunk. Kinda, yeah. Well, no, no. Verity's a mystery solving ghost. Oh, okay. and the skunk. I feel like it's just along for the ride. Just he's there. Okay, yeah, so but he doesn't. It's not a Scooby Doo situation. No, then. no, 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 okay. no. But th- but they they do put a lot of importance on Lucy in the beginning, and then you just don't really see her till the end. Huh. So, so like a Scrappy Doo situation, maybe. Oh, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> Scooby would be more like Frankie in yeah, the story. Okay. Frankie goes on the journey with, oh, with um, Verity, that's and Frankie is the one who was murdered. Yes. And did you try to figure out Frankie's murder? Is that an element? Um, I don't know. In prior stories, if maybe they do. Okay. Um, the weird thing is, so like when she moved into the house, there was an urn left there, and it was Frankie's urn. Okay. And then somehow they don't. Ex- there's so many inside references to the past books in this book that I I'm like. I don't know where we're at. Okay. You know, it's like you got to fill me in a little bit more. So somehow the urn is the way that um, that Verity realized she can see ghosts. Mm-hmm. 
okay. through Frankie. It's not a scary, you know, you don't, you don't deal with scary ghosts okay. per se. But then when Donna comes. Um, it's like a she, Casper situation. Yeah, they're, they're, these are the friendly ghosts. Okay. But then we get into like kind of the meat of the story when Donna comes and she explains that since she lived at a pet store, she's been on a mission back in Sugarland to, to lead all her prior, uh, pre, um, yeah, her prior employees to find uh, animals that need rescue. So I don't know how she does that. If she like writes a note and then drops it, and then they the, they go find the pets and save L- them. Oh, living, living. Yeah, okay. Yeah, she in has danger. a ghost. Is is like unionizing living pet store workers to save animals that need help, and she knows about this because she is a ghost and has some sort of ghost power. Ding, ding, ding. Wow. Okay. Yeah, you got it. I got it. Uh, listeners, if you're wondering why you haven't heard from Eric in a while, if you if you don't know this, animal facts are like Eric's obsession. Really. And so he memorizes these facts and then puts them into everyday uh, conversations. So I would like a few skunk facts for for Bo and myself. I hate when people say myself. For Bo and me and our listeners. So please go ahead. Uh, it's I and Bo, actually, grammatically correct. You want a skunk facts? Yeah, I was just learning about how you have them as pets. Apparently, removing their uh, their stink glands is illegal in the UK since 2006. What about in Tennessee? Probably it's probably okay. Here. Yeah, yeah. So even even though they they can be pretty. Uh, like lovable and everything, you still got to be careful because they have very sharp fangs. Yeah, I mean, they're badgers, basically. So sharp fangs and everything. And they're pretty intelligent. So that means their temperament varies from skunk to skunk. So like dogs or cats specifically. And also you should always have like a stuffed animal when playing with it because of those teeth and claws. And you can house train them, which I already knew that. So, Do they have sensitivity to the spirit world? Because this skunk can see the ghosts too. Uh, it doesn't say, but I think with the same with intelligence, it varies from mm-hmm. skunk to skunk. You never know which one is made a deal with God. <laughs> <laughs> I think we've learned a lot about the noble stink badger today in this, <laughs> in this episode. Yeah, okay. cats are very sensitive, apparently. We're to learning or the, the, the feline kind of world. I your, see. From your cat to mm-hmm. my cat. Because so, this cat can see Donna, as, or this, this skunk can see Donna. Oh, the ghost. wow. Yeah. So, so it's like a, that it's like a sixth sense situation. And I feel like they explain a little bit more of the skunk in prior books, but okay. I, <laughs> I'm not going to get there this year. <laughs> not this year. Yeah, but maybe 2020. Lord willing, you know, in the future. Okay. All right. Uh, so so what, what's your next step, Eric? Where are we at? To answer a previous question as well, so ponies tend to be more stoic and intelligent than larger horses, but that doesn't necessarily make them docile. They can be wily, but which means it's actually sometimes better to get a quiet horse than a docile uh, than a hmm. pony because the pony might be trickier. Uh, ponies you, are very you... adept at avoiding work and uh, withstanding the consequences. So you're, you're not wrong about them having some similarities with donkeys. Let me ask you this. When, when horse shopping, how do you know if what you're looking at is a quiet horse or just a horse having a bad day? <laughs> yeah. Hey, ponies are incredibly strong for their size. And intelligent. Yeah. I've had some of my best political talks have been with ponies. <laughs> this says they're hardier than horses and can withstand greater ranges of temperature. Really? Which is good for Montana. That's not... The movie and book True Grit tell you otherwise. That pony doesn't do so well in that book. But maybe the meat's tougher. <laughs> uh, <laughs> wow. Sorry. Anyway. Tell okay. Us so, all right. So, Susie. The meat's tougher. So, don't. Okay. You, you got to remember the guy who owns the ranch. Carl? The horse. No. Carl's, Carl's the homeless the hobo. man. Okay. All right. Uh, you got to remember the, su- the, the other character. Let's call him. It was a W. So, we'll just call him Will. Will. Yeah, it could have been Wesker. I don't know. <laughs> Wesker. I don't think it was. I don't think it was Wesker. Will owns the ranch and everything. And, okay. Uh, that's where the horses are. Uh, and he likes Susie because Susie is one of the only people to thank him because he handed out candy canes at oh. a Christmas party. Wow. Uh, and anyway, Susie gets to see the horses there. And uh, the mom goes off with Will. 
and like they talk and it seems like they have a good time and everything. Susie invites Carl, the homeless man, <laughs> sure, to her house for Christmas dinner oh. because he's homeless and he doesn't have anything. Did she check with her parents first? She asked her mom. Oh, first, okay, well that's... It, ma- it makes her mom cry. A lot of her mom is always just like, "I'm so proud of you," and mm. always hugging her and almost crying. Okay, life is hard. Yeah, but Susie's like, "We should invite her because she doesn't have anything, and I can give him my candy cane and everything." It's Christmas Day. Mm. comes okay she comes down don't don't give away the end i won't but she comes down to the she doesn't look under the tree she runs right to the barn the shed that she has that she's been preparing for the horse because or the pony because that's where santa's gonna put it and she goes there and there's nothing there (sighs) and she all she could say to her mom is he didn't come because he would have brought the pony same thing happened to linus on what she she gets for christmas is a sled from her mom who just keeps like isn't this great isn't this fun and she gets the biggest candy cane she's ever seen from Will, okay, the uh, the, the ranch owner, owner right. sure. Yeah. And she decides she's going to give that candy cane to Carl, hmm. the homeless man. Oh. That's how selfless Susie is. Wow. But she's very sad, and she's just determined. She's like, I'm just going to be even better this year. And okay. next Christmas, Santa's going to remember to bring me a pony. Okay. All right. So uh, back to Nine Lives of Christmas. <laughs> now, um, uh, Marilee has been found out that she has this cat in her apartment. Oh, okay? no. And so they're like, basically, you got to move out or you got to get rid of this cat. And her sisters don't want the cat. You know, nobody wants yeah. the cat, but she can't just let the cat go. Right. She's also been fired from her job, so she's on this ticking time bomb about when she's got to get out of the apartment. Right. So, you know, she and Zach have, have known each other just from the pet store, but she sees Zach, and she asks Zach to take in the cat. Okay? Mm-hmm. So Zach already has his cat, Ambrose, which he refuses to call Ambrose. He calls him Tom. But I think that's mean because this is a very old cat, and he knows the cat's real name, but he likes Tom better. Mm-hmm. I just think it's insensitive. But can the cat communicate with the humans? Only, only through like you know he no, not really. <laughs> I mean, he, he goes on his hunger strike, and so that Zach, you know, no. will take him to the. But he's not like, hey, take me to the vet. I'm. So yeah. he can't be like, hey, it's Ambrose. No, <laughs> no, but but he does have a tag that says Ambrose. So I'm just saying it's Zach's. There is some, yeah, I mean, we got our cat Blanche. She's like 10 years plus, yeah. and it just, the sign just said Blanche, yeah. and I'm pretty sure she's deaf, right. but now we call her Blanche. That's it nice. just seemed respectful. Yeah. It was a name that she had before us. It is respectful. If somebody adopted me today, it was like, your name's Chris now. Yeah. Like, no, it's it's Eric. Are you open for, to an adoption today? For, I don't know. It, Did you get Blanche's stink glands removed? <laughs> no. Are you open to changing your name today? No, no. Huh. It's, it's Eric. But I am open to being adopted by a wealthy family. Oh, I learned an interesting fact today that Jamie Foxx, actor Jamie Foxx, uh-huh. his actual birth name is Eric. So what? Yeah, you learn something new every wow. day. Anyway, he could so, have been Eric Fox. I, I, I doubt very much that Fox with <laughs> two X's is Jamie Foxx's last name. Uh, but anyway, yeah. um, so so Zach is like, well, I didn't even want one cat, you know. Now I got this other one. So he takes in Queenie. Guess what? What? In a former life. Queenie and Ambrose were married, Aww. cat married, whatever. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah you were. I didn't want to give it away that. too okay. soon, but that's, that, that, that's they do find each other. And she's like, yeah. is that you? you know, and then they're together <laughs> yeah. again. But will they stay together? Right. Because Marilee might, you know, find something new. Cut to Zach's family, all right? He's, I have mentioned, he's got the dad, and the dad's kind, yeah. of, a, kind of a mopey drunk, you know, so calling Zach's, up, being like, Zach's I sure open to being adopted. your mom, you know. Is what and you're saying. He's kind of cold to the mom, and he's kind of cold to his steps, and uh-huh. like he doesn't really want to spend Christmas with them, and no. blah 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 yeah, blah. So sure. he's not going to do that. Um, he's he finally just ditches the pet store lady when he finds out that she the the daughter of the owner, the original the, right. the girlfriend yes. from the beginning, yeah. who's mean to Marilyn yeah. and everybody. 
ditches her Sugar when Mama. he finds out Sugar yeah. Mama. When he finds out Sugar Mama got Merrily canned, he's like, this is not going to work. Mm-hmm. Okay, so goodbye. Yeah, meanwhile, Merrily is feeling down. She feels like she's not pretty enough for Zach. Like she can't get his interest. So her sisters take her out and they're like, you don't need to worry. We're all rich and beautiful. We're going to get you the best looking outfit in the world. Oh, and it's a makeover scene. It is. And they're like, with your amazing body, these clothes are really going to get his attention. Mm-hmm. It's just a little skeevy. But yeah. um, you remember the book we read, Attachments? And yeah. how it rainbow well, roll. A lot of it was from the guy's point of view. Yeah. And he just saw himself as this like geeky figure. Yeah. And uh, was always just kind of looking down. He had glasses or something. Yeah. But like throughout the book, we learned that he actually spends a lot of time working out. And when we see the view from other people, we find out he's like jacked. Yeah. And like this massive hunk of a man. It's this situation, isn't it? I guess it? so. It's like not another teen movie where they're like, hmm, yeah. how are you going to be attractive? Yep. And they take her ponytail out and take her glasses off, and she's like, hot. I, I'm a genius. Yep. Well, anyway, so Marilee... Originally, she's all that. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so so M- Marilee... <laughs> Thank you, Eric. Thank no you for problem. That. Thank you for that fact check. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Marilee... Marilee sees Jack... When the difference between no. she's all that yes. and not another teen movie is not another teen movie is quite wily. Oh. <laughs> Okay. Excuse me, I need yeah. to talk about this. It is more importantly, it's a parody of all yeah. the teen movies we grew up with in the '90s, as we know and love. Yeah. Like Can't hardly wait. And then what else was there? Uh, Never been kissed. Yeah, you and I saw Mean Girls in theater together. Do you remember that? Yeah. yeah. Right. Okay. Well, you and I saw the live <laughs> the the tour together. Yeah. What did you think of the live Broadway? We tour? liked it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I want to see it so bad. And it just started in Buffalo when you guys saw it, like at the very beginning. Yeah. Wasn't of the it tour. like its first ep- show? I said episode for a second. Yeah. yeah. It was good. They uh, they all broke, or they didn't break. Something broke, and they had to like freeze. I and love there was a big that. announcement where like everybody on the button, and then they just like rewound for like two seconds, and then went right back to it. Like we're experiencing technical difficulties, yeah. and the audience is just like, ooh, that yeah. theater. Yeah. They just have to stand there. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of cool to get that like backstage view. Yeah. There you go. That was Mean Girls. Mm-hmm. Tina Fey was not there. No, but she did the pre-recorded yeah, welcome. Yeah. That was fun. That's fine. That was something. I love phone calls. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So Marilee kind of she she goes to see Zach mm-hmm. uh, in her sexy outfit, <laughs> and yeah, and um, so they kiss. They make out a little bit. Whoa. Yeah. You know he's a male fireman. Why isn't he being objectified? Yeah. That's a good. That's, well, no, d- no, definitely he is. Oh. Okay. Every time she sees him, she's like. You better turn on the sprinkler system. <laughs> <laughs> oh <my gosh. Yeah. laughs> so, uh, so they kiss and it's going well. And Zach's mm-hmm. like, Ooh, he, he pulls away and he's like, no, 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 no. I, I can't. I'm sorry. I don't want, I'm not interested. And so, um, the, the thing is, uh-huh. he knows that she's the Marion type and he could see himself settling down with her, but mm-hmm. he doesn't want to give up his like carousing. You know what I mean? Yeah. He wants to. So he's like looking for like friends with benefits situation. Mama, sugar mama. Oh, another sugar mama. So anyway, um, so the Marilee's very like, well, I guess I am ugly. If not, even these like clothes are going to are going to do the trick. And so they kind of <laughs> they kind of separate, but they're still connected because he still has her cat. Um, and so meanwhile, that's pretty clever, though. What? Like, hey, can you take my cat? Yeah. And now. We just have to hang out right. a lot. They're essentially you're my cat. divorced parents is, is what's happening now. <laughs> and he's used to that. Yeah, he's used to it. He likes it. So anyway, the dad, he's talking to the dad and the dad's like, I sure do miss your mom. And he's like, yeah, well, okay, sorry. Uh-huh. I don't want to talk about this. And then he, he's with, you know, he goes to see the, the mom and she's like, why don't you stay with us for Christmas? Uh-huh. And he's like, I'm not, no, I don't want to do that. I don't, don't want to mm-hmm. talk to you guys. And so he leaves. Their house burns to the ground on Christmas Eve. And he's a fireman. So mm-hmm. if he'd been there, he would have known that something was up. Everybody lives, but they are displaced from their house, and they have to move in with Zach, who doesn't even have a Christmas tree. But he does have two cats. And, but he does have two cats. Yeah, yeah exactly. And a smoking so bod. He starts. <laughs> yeah. 
so he starts sort of bonding with the with Ugh. with the stepsisters. There's a lot to this, and it comes out. Uh huh. He's always thought his mom was the villain uh, in was the story. Dad. But now he's kind of wondering, like, everything... He's saying, like, everything was so hard when I was a kid. You guys got divorced, and then my favorite aunt moved away. Uh-oh. Well, guess what? Uh-oh. Guess what? Dad oh, no. Dad, and the mom's sister oh. had a little something-something going. So it turns out dad was the villain the whole time. Yeah. And mom didn't want to spoil his view of dad. Mm-hmm. And so it's destroyed this family for a generation. Right. All right, Bo, so where are we in <laughs> We uh, need to wrap this Town? up. you got to get to the end of these books. No, we're never. I've only got 60 pages. We're never going to do it. All right. So you ready to bring us home with your book, Bo? I feel like I haven't even started. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so anyway, so the Don- so Donna comes to the house and is like, "Oh, Verity, will you help me? There's these these um an- this animal that I need rescued, and I can't get anybody to go to this area because it's really really what creepy." Animals this Christmas. It's uh, so so she wa- uh, yeah it is, and so what she wants her to save her um a sow and the sow's babies. Okay, mm-hmm. and she's like, "Nope." Just I'm, I'm getting there. <laughs> And S-O-W is sow. That's how you pronounce it, right? Right. Okay. But baby uh, cows are calves. Yeah, but hold on. <laughs> okay. It'll all Or is it a pig? Very quickly. You'll be surprised. You'll okay. get the Google ready. What's a baby pig? No, 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 don't. Okay, so um, <laughs> so anyway, so she's like, okay, come save these sow, the sow and the sow's kids. But nobody will go there because it's a really creepy area and it's obviously haunted. So I need you to go speak to the ghosts and save these cats. Or uh, excuse me, Sal. Uh huh. So, um, so Verity takes oh, Frankie. Oh, it's a piglet. I'm so stupid. What's a baby pig called? Mm, yeah, but I feel like aren't there other sows? Yeah, like other definition of sow. Cows. Mm-mm. Because anyway, <laughs> so we get in the car. She gets Frankie in the car. <laughs> They head to the cider mill with Donna. Mm-hmm. And of course, the car can't make it all the way to the cider mill. So it gets kind of stuck. And then like, we have to walk all the way from here, you know? So they're trudging through the mud. And, the, and, and I feel like Angie Fox, that's her name. She does a good job in this part, to me, of describing the environment and everything, really setting mm-hmm. the scene. So I, I'm like on the journey with her. And then we get, to the, <laughs> we get to the cider mill. And it's very creepy the way she sets it up. Mm-hmm. So the cider mill is owned by the Wydell family. The Wydells, as you remember. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, the old rich family in yeah. Sugar, sugar Land. Yeah. Old money in the cider mill. <laughs> you know, with yeah. a mint julep in hand. Yeah. You know, very, very proper yeah. southern. So they get there, um, and then all of a sudden Donna's like, oh, you know, I forgot to, to mention, it's like my grandson's first Christmas. I want to go watch, because she's a ghost. Oh, right. So she kind of gives really... Is sow an insulting term for, like, a person they don't like here? Like, oh, go to that sow's house, but it's really just, like, Beth? <laughs> uh, no, actually, that that's a that's a good uh, good guess, but... Well, it wasn't, but... It, <laughs> she literally says sow when it's referring to an animal, because Donna's no-nonsense. <laughs> She's not gonna no call nonsense somebody. ghost. Yeah, she doesn't have time. Nope, She's only she on this earth for yeah. well forever. She's I guess, already now. on borrowed time though. Yes. That's the thing. She doesn't come to Sugar Land very often. I see. And she really came because she wants to see her um grandson's it, first is Christmas. It, is it like a Casper situation where if she finishes her unfinished business, she will cross over. No, they don't go that in, not, into that's not depth. Because I feel like Donna's just going to be around forever. So I, that's why I don't understand why. She's very selfish. Who played Casper when he was in human form in the movie? Uh, Devin Sawa. Is that true? Yeah, it was like huh? the JTT, Devin Sawa, Andrew Keegan era. Wow. I could talk 90s. Who's Devin Sawa? He, he played Casper in the he, live action. He looks like me in fifth grade. Really? Yeah, he had like the bowl cut, like toe head blonde. Fun fact, Bo at 17 also looked like Bo in fifth grade. <laughs> 
<laughs> and Devin Sawa and Casper probably right. today. Probably. You know, like Nick Carter from Backstreet Boys? Like you know. that guy. You know. Like Little Blonde. Giants. He's in Little Giants? Oh, Wild America. Little Giants and Wild America. That's what I know. Wild America with JTT? Oh, probably. Well, were they in a movie go? together? I guess they were. And you know I saw it. I just can't <laughs> remember right now. <laughs> I didn't like, like... I know what I'm getting you for Christmas. I don't... He's uh, 41 years old. And he looks like... Uh, Wait, let me see. Who does he look like? <laughs> who is this? Like, Whoa. what does that look like? Yeah. He did not age well. Well, he aged normally. Does he listen to this? <laughs> yeah, Devin Sawa's a huge... All the With apologies to Devin Sawa. I, I, I didn't... I mean, he looks good. He looks fine. He looks great. You don't have to lie. He's okay. Canadian. Oh, that'll do it. Oh. All that cold. Who's not Canadian? Yeah. Like all the Hollywood elite are Canadian. what bacon looks like. Um, okay. So anyway, we're, we're at the Cider Mill. Yes. yes. So Donna's like, okay, I got to go. I got to go um, watch my grandson enjoy Christmas, blah, blah, sure. blah, blah, blah. And she's like, all right, here's the deal. So the sows are in the basement. There's a really evil force around. You is know. it an evil force? Yes. That's wow. the thing. That's why nobody will go because it, this place is obviously haunted. Oh, my gosh. So um, Verity, with her, um, you know, her uh, ability to break Communi- the, communicate with, with the, the dead, dead thank sure. you, is the best option. So she's like, okay, so they're in danger, these the sow and her kids, okay. and um, you have to go save them and just, you know, watch out for the spirits. Bye. Right, right, right. Okay, so bye, Donna. So she didn't explain very well. So, so Verity gets there. She goes downstairs. Okay, so the sow we discover is are you ready eric <laughs> yes eric you ready well. apparently a female bear and her cubs so it's like this big really? black bear and her cubs in the, what she's in, dealing the with. in the malevolent basement yes really asleep wow a female bear is called a sow yeah Look at that. male bears are called boars and a group of bears is called a sloth that's fun wow i found out black bears are actually more scared of us than uh we are of them huh. but that's probably not true because they're bears so, but yeah, you, I don't think you'd be going like. I, I was reading something that uh, if you get between a black bear and his cub, you there's a pretty good chance you're going to live through the experience. You, grizzly bear, and you're you're dead. You're you might as well just shoot yourself, mm-hmm. or before the bear knocks the gun out of your hands, like no, you don't get off that easy. <laughs> but still, it's a great bear voice. <laughs> Eric's not good at voices normally, but that one I thought was Is really a bear great. at the table. <laughs> <laughs> Actors studio <laughs> <Yeah>. with a bear. <laughs> um, okay, so, so she discovers malevolent dark magic is at play in the basement with a living bear family. Exactly. Okay, who are asleep? So a so sloth. <laughs> a sloth. Of so Verity's like, what's the problem? Why, what's the danger? So there's like what's this the danger? Well, with the bear, why okay. do we need to get them out of this basement? So apparently, there's this like pulley system um, above them that's on like. I don't know. It's like twisting around and it's a, so like something's about to drop on the okay. air. So Verity has to figure out a way to like get the pulley system out of the way. It's so convoluted. That sounds like it. And they only got a hundred pages to get this it, done. And Donna didn't explain it very well. And we haven't even got to the pies yet. Exactly. Wow. I know. So just, okay. all right. So I'll fast forward a bit. Okay. So she meets the first ghost whose name is Phineas Waddell. We haven't even talked about the ghosts yet? Yeah. So it's not, oh this gosh. one's not the evil one, but she's still scared. Okay. So she's like, oh, I got to get these bears. I don't have time to talk to the ghost. But the ghost's like, you're in my house mm. and you know, you're going to go on my journey. Okay. <laughs> so here's the, here's the problem. So we need to get these bears out. We can't wake them up because okay. nothing's worse than waking up a sleeping bear. Uh, am I right? I've heard. Yeah. Yeah. Although Eric might say differently about a black yeah, bear and a grizzly bear. Yeah, they're more afraid of you than... Apparently. Yeah. But that could be wrong. Don't don't stake your life on something I shared because I think I read it once online. 
I don't think you have to worry To be clear, that. I'm very af- afraid of those bears. So if they're more afraid of than me, I feel bad for them. I just wouldn't go palling around with any bear. You wouldn't? No, no, no. Okay. Not, you know, maybe a cub. Wait. <laughs> Yeah, maybe they'd be so cute. I know. Yeah. She has three cubs, this mama what sow. If, what if a <laughs> That's a lot. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Okay, so just to set the scene. Yeah. Yeah, so they're asleep, and then there's something hanging over their head, and it's going to fall any minute. I mean, we're talking like we don't have time to waste. Okay. Here's fun. Here's a fun fact, though. Female whales are called cows. <laughs> this is so strange. <laughs> you better not let them hear you say that. Yeah. See, but I'm telling you, animal facts. That's what I'm telling you. So I need to hear about these ghosts. But a pack of bears is called a sloth? But a female cow is called a sow. (laughs) But a female whale is called a cow. Who came up with these names? It was so uncreative. Yeah. But a group of whales is a pod. That's it. (laughs) I'm done. I won't share anymore. Though I will find out what a group of uh, skunks is called. She meets Phineas Waddell. Okay. The ghost. If this were a play, what? which character would you play? N- and Bo Wydell's not an option. You can play him if you want. That's who you want to play? Um, no, because he's the sad one. Okay. I guess I would probably play the Mama Sow. Really? <laughs> wow. Oh, it's good yeah, to have be comfy. It's good be to stretch yourself costume. as an actor. And I just I have to sleep good. on stage the whole time. Yeah. So that'd be nice. Um, so actually, Frank, you'd be really fun, the gangster. Okay. Because he has some really like funny moments that I'm not going to get into. Okay. One, a baby skunk is called a kit. That's adorable. But a group of skunks is called a surfeit, like S-U-R-F-E-I-T, surfeit, which is a noun, which means an excessive amount of something. So I imagine somebody just got sprayed by like a group of skunks is like, surfeit, surfeit. (laughs) Okay. That, I, I, isn't it true that if you get sprayed by a skunk, you can't get the stench off? Tomato or tomatoes? Whichever one. If, oh, yeah. I'm thinking of Labyrinth, where she's like the walking. The film Labyrinth? The bog. The bog, the bog in Labyrinth. Yeah, if you get that, then you, yeah. Or fish. Yeah, fish or that bog. But skunk, I think you could take care of. Okay, good to know. All right. Truly good to All know. All right. Phineas Waddell is um, a ghost from the old time. And like it's so cliche, that name, okay. Phineas. It is, yeah. They're like, we need to find a, an old man name for a ghost. I don't yeah. know, Phineas. Yeah. Okay, so <laughs> that's... Do it, do it. I didn't buy that one. Okay. Anyway, so... That's he, the thing that you said, no, sir. Yeah. <laughs> no, sir. So he's very mysterious, Phineas. And he is like, okay, but before I help you with this... Um, um, impending doom that's going to happen any moment. Let me take you on a journey. So he takes her to the past. So he's basically the ghost from Christmas past. And he shows her... Of the title. Yeah, thank you. Okay. So now we get into the Scrooge of it all. Okay. The story. Now we do. She, yeah. So she's like smack dab in the middle too. So she's taken in back into time into like Christmas 1930 at the Wydell family Christmas. And it's fabulous. And this mm-hmm. is what she's missing tonight. Okay. You know, because they do it every year. Yeah. So she's like fabulous. And she meets all the Wydells and everything. She's like, why am I learning this? And he's like, you will find out. <laughs> like so mysterious. And she's like, okay, but okay. I need help with this thing. All right. So then he's like, okay, so they try to move it. He can't touch anything. He can't lift anything because he's a ghost. He doesn't have enough energy. Oh, right. Yeah. Right. So That'd they be need hard. more help. Knock, knock, knock. Ghost number two mm. comes. So this is the ghost of um, Hal Wydell, who was a sheriff in town. Oh. And she knew him. Around these parts. And she solved his murder oh. in a previous book, I'm oh, guessing. Oh, I guess so. She refers to very quickly. Oh, my. So Hale Wydell takes her to Christmas today. So he's Christmas future, I guess. Oh, okay. And she's like, no, I need help with this le- uh, this pulley system. 
And he's like, come to me. And he, she goes to the Wydell home today. Okay. For the current Christmas party that, right. that she's missing out mm-hmm. on. And it's a really sad scene. Victoria Wydell is running, running the party and like being a tyrant. And she still doesn't know why she's witnessing this. And he's like, okay, you'll find out. <laughs> this is Hal Wydell. Hal Wydell. Okay. Okay. So then she's like, okay, well, I just went on your journey, so help me with this pulley. He doesn't have enough energy either. Oh, no. It's kind of becoming a little three little pigs, isn't I it? I guess so. Sorry, remind me of that uh, that hen who uh, wanted everybody's help to make bread, yeah. and nobody helped her, so then she just got to eat all the bread by herself, her and her chicks. Will you help me pick my corn? That one. Yeah. Yeah. Just a master of voices. Thank you. Yeah, I can see it. I'm available for voice voice work. <laughs> uh, we hear like the like we hear like really creepy sounds, and it all starts to culminate, and we're like, oh, this is the evil spirit. That okay. We're so we're finally getting to meet the evil ghost. That's the lord of this cider mill. The lord. Yeah, because apparently every um area has like a main ghost okay. that's like kind of the alpha okay and we're gonna meet finally meet the alpha wow we th- every okay. every every lead up we're like oh is this the alpha no it's oh just i Phineas. see is this the no it's just hal mm-hmm. now we're really gonna meet the real one and it is a um kind of like what i would think would be like a siren kind of character like oh. a shrill woman Ooh. <laughs> much like victoria uh-huh. or virginia wydell right but it's like a faceless character so think Ghost of Christmas Future. I will, yeah. In Christmas Carol. Or the right? Banshee from Darby O'Gill and the Little People. Freaked you out. Exactly. Yeah. So this ghost is um, taking her on a journey. She's like, please help me. And the lady's like, no. And this, well, this one can talk on okay. like, the Christmas. She doesn't have a oh. face or anything, but she can still communicate. Ooh, yikes. Yeah, it's creepy. I that don't is, know how she makes sense. That is creepy. But, you know, Verity is, she's she's used to it all. I'm sure, she's yeah. and shakes her. So this Christmas Future takes her to you know, surprise uh-huh. uh, cemetery. Oh, so we're thinking like, who are we going to see dead? Kind of like the Ebenezer Scrooge thing. Um, Tell me it's her. Tell me it's Verity. No. So the, the oh, tombstone okay. that we see spoiler mm. is not Verity. It is spoiler alert. Oh, <gasps> her ex. Oh, and she sees Ellis, her current partner, Bo's brother, like crying and putting like a rose on the, tombstone or whatever and she's like oh no not Bo not Bo you know what 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 could it be so uh, cut to then they take her to like a nursing home in Virginia yeah Virginia White okay, yeah. uh-huh. the old lady's all alone no one's Aww. visiting her on Christmas okay she's become she's a tyrant like the whole family's been torn apart and we can't understand why um, apparently Bo drank himself to death and that's what the ghost tells us I'm oh, like wow does the ghost have the authority to like lay sure all he, this yeah, out, out like I, we don't have time yeah. it's like we got 20 pages I left so, so we have to figure it out novella so basically, um, we come to the conclusion that Verity, because she was so mean to Virginia on Christmas Eve, Virginia Wydell, it tore the family apart. Wow. She didn't show up to the Christmas party because okay. she was so mad at Virginia. Okay. Because Virginia is just really, really hard on, right. on Verity. So basically what Verity um, concludes is that she needs to um, suck up her pride okay. and just be nice to Virginia and let Virginia be Virginia and let Verity be Verity and just keep the family together. Wow. So, so Verity, the ghost hunter and our heroine is kind of the villain of the story. Right. And wow. she, she thinks, Heavy. yeah, but Virginia's more painted to be, um, pretty awful because in the very first okay. scene, Virginia, um, Verity gets a package delivered to her house and okay. it's like 75 pairs. Pairs. Yeah. A like basket of pairs. Okay. And she has to pay $173 for the package herself because it wasn't prepaid. Oh, my goodness. And we find out it's from Virginia, who wants Verity to bring a nice 
pleasant gift <laughs> to the party. Okay. And Vir- and Verity doesn't have the money, so she has to, like scrape together all this money. She wow rips Virginia's head off for it, and then Virginia gets you know obviously offended. Sure, yeah. And then that's why Verity decides not Who to go. Who sends pears? Cod. That's crazy. Really manipulative. I guess so. Person. I guess so. And the pears come into play at the end. Because when Verity... Pear right, pie? So <laughs> when Verity... Okay, so Verity's like, okay, I went on your journey too. I'm going to be nice to Virginia. Blah, 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 blah. Now everybody help me move this pulley. <laughs> <laughs> Can I get some help <laughs> here? true? Okay. Yeah. All right. So all the ghosts are like, okay, well, I'm too weak. I'm too weak. I'm too... Oh, let's all morph together. She's going to be the only one eating this bear pie at the end. <laughs> <laughs> right. Meanwhile... You know, TikTok, the, the pulley system's about to break. Okay. So all the ghosts... TikTok from uh, Wizard of Oz 2, Nick? Oh. Maybe. <gasps> Bo has a lot of Oz history, so that would make sense. That movie, man. It's <laughs> scary. Scarier what? than this malevolent it's bear presence. We I'll could talk about that movie for a whole lot. I don't hour. want to. I want to <laughs> sleep tonight. <laughs> um, all right. So the all wheelies? Their hands and legs are wheels? Don't even get me started on Princess Bobby. Oh, Mommy. my gosh. Those heads. All the heads in the cupboard. Why'd you bring this up? You're a monster. Anyway. And the end, yeah. is she like tied to a bed? It's screaming. Insane. Yeah, it's insane. <laughs> that movie is a fever dream. Yeah, literally. But it's I really, guess it's really good. It is good. You're right. <laughs> all right, sorry, sorry. The pulley's gonna break. So all the ghosts are like, all right, let's all form together. Let's do this. So they perform an energy ball. It's not enough. It's not enough. They're still not strong enough. Oh, what are we gonna do? Don't forget about Frankie. No. Frankie the gangster's there. But he's helping. He's the like, hey, you guys. The way you <laughs> hey, you guys down here with the Cubs. <laughs> yeah. And he's making friends with the Cubs. He loves the Cubs. And like, Frankie, get in this pile. He's from Chicago then? <laughs> no, it's a sports reference. Sure. Good job. Yeah. What did you say earlier about Devin Sawa was in some sports movie? Little Giants? Is that a? Little Giants. Yeah, the football movie. With, the kids with Rick like, Moranis? With Rick Moranis and the other guy. It was the guy from, uh, forget it. Okay. I'm so not into sports, you guys, that like I wouldn't even watch my idol back in the day in a sports movie. I guess not. Yeah. Wow. Loved okay. him in Now and Then. Though. All right. So they, <laughs> so they join together into a ball and Frankie's there. And then they're like, Frankie, get in here. So then yeah. Frankie joins and then they're powerful enough to move the pulley. Verity grabs it out of the way just in time as it goes crashing to the ground away from the Cubs. And wow. So, and the mama bear never wakes up. Wow. I was like, dang. <laughs> Talk about hibernation. Mama's sleeping one off. Actually, I did read that uh, mother bears can give birth while in hibernation and just like wake up in a few months and be like, oh, I got kids now. No epidural? <laughs> no. No, they're, they're fine with that. Natural yeah. epidural. They, they just don't like, they don't do anything. They eat and then they just like hold it in all winter. They won't like poop or anything all winter. It's crazy. Wow. Just give birth asleep. Oh, animal facts. Wow. What are you going to do? That is actually the most interesting animal fact I've heard all day. That's Thank pretty you. good. Yeah. All right. So so Mama Bear Mama Bear never wakes up. Yeah. And so she saved, basically saved them, you know, saved it. But so why she, are there bears in the in the basement? Nobody knows. That's not addressed. No. There's just bears living in their well, basement. Well, it's an old cider mill. So maybe they wanted to like oh. eat the old apples. Maybe they love cider. And they're hibernating. It's winter. So they're going to hibernate in like kind of a cave. Okay. Like I understand that much. And that's the end. No. Oh. So then, so then, so we have, so we have the mission, right? She's yeah. like, okay, I gotta be nice to this family. Gotta bring right. them together. So she goes home, and what does she do? She gets all those pears she bought. Right. She turns them into a pie. Oh. And this pie was like a famous pie in the Whitehall family that she saw in one of the Christmas. Oh. Past. Okay. She goes to the house, saves Christmas with the wow. pie, brings them okay. together. Like we love pie. Yeah. And we love you. Yeah. And so Virginia's kind of like accepted it. The, her husband <laughs> loves the pie. <laughs> You're killing Eric. Uh-huh. And 
basically, I can't remember the name of the pie. There, it's like a, uh, they, they, uh, it's a very specific type of pie. A special pear pie. Yeah, but it's okay. like a, t- a certain type. Like okay. A, uh, anyway, I'll, I'll have to come back next yeah, year. Yeah, I guess you. you will. Yeah. Very romantic. And the, my favorite part. So remember how Bo died of alcohol poisoning? Yes. As explained by the faceless ghost of Christmas Yeah, the faceless banshee. He sees the pie, and and as he's, like, going to reach for the pie, she grabs the drink out of his hand and puts the pie in his hand. So it's like she saved his alcoholism problem with the pie. So he dies of obesity. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty much, right? (laughs) Then he had a sugar addiction, which is much better than alcohol poisoning. So she saves Bo. She keeps the family together and happy. All with this pie, and then she, you know, she and Ellis kind of, I'm assuming, live happily ever after. And the skunk is the skunk's at home. He's at home. Yeah, okay. he didn't make it on the journey. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. bravo. And then, and then she sees Donna. Donna comes to the party. She's like, "Hey, did everything go okay?" Yeah. She's like, "Yeah, no thanks to you." <laughs> but yeah, so that's how it ends. This is a, it's a masterpiece. Eric, can your pony book? Can it? It's been a while since we were talking about this, sure. but uh, female elephants. Female elephants are called cows as well. So elephants and whales are both called cows. Yeah, not sows. Also, longest uh, longest pregnancy, longest gestation any mammal has, elephant, 23 months. That's a long time. Just walking time. around like, oh, how's the baby? That's Good. That's a long time. About a year and a half along. That's a lot of pickles and ice cream they got to get that's, through. All right. That's pretty cliche. <laughs> Is it? Elephants are too smart for that. You're right. Elephants have a matriarchal a society. Most most bulls actually just leave the herd and live their life solo. Really? Yeah. Huh. Uh, whales as well. Hmm. How but you don't call it a pod of elephants. You yeah, call it a true. herd. That's true. how many what stomachs do they have? Stomachs, just the one. Oh, well then they're not like cows. <laughs> no, all right, gotta cycle all that. Let's get back. Yeah, I'm oh, sorry. sorry. This is my fault. You're right. It is. You picked an animal book. I was, didn't mean to. Um. Oh, geez. So you got all to right. Christmas she went Day. to the shed. She yeah. went to the shed. There's no horse. There's no pony. Yeah. Christmas is. She's giving away the candy cane. She's gonna give her candy cane to Carl the hobo. Carl walks in. Carl's at the door. She gives him the candy cane. And she's like, "Listen, I, I appreciate this. I you 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 reminded me of you woke up the old fool in me. Uh, I need to make amends." And he has with him a pony for oh. for Susie because he is the father of Will, <gasps> who owns the ranch. Oh. But ever since his daughter died in that horse accident, he has been just living aloof and on the streets like and in tramp. that shit. Like a tramp. No, the pony belongs, because he owns all of that. So that's oh. his, all those horses belong to him and everything. So he's like, this is for you. And then Will comes back and he, he hugs Susie. And he's like, I got to thank you, because not only did I get to come to Christmas dinner, you gave me my father back. Oh. And... Uh, she's like, can we save a place for Will? Susie asked this. And her mom's like, I already did. So you know Whoa. that they're going to be getting together. Yes. And so Susie's going to have a whole family. She's going to be rich. Wow. Because they own this huge ranch. She's going to not just have her special pony, but she's going to have like all those horses. So the, the moral of this story is if someone hands you a candy cane, you say thank you. Yeah. You say thank <laughs> you. <laughs> yes, you do. For that candy yeah. cane, because yeah. you never know. Uh, I do quit because... There's the thing, like those stories where like somebody's dating somebody who's rich, but they yeah. don't know that, and yeah. then they find out. Those are always fun. Yeah. But when somebody's like slowly dating the rich person, it's like, okay, but are you dating him because right. he's very <laughs> yeah, rich, yeah, yeah. or because you really like him? Because yeah, I think that's I think that's Will's concern always. But I think in this situation, we're to trust that the that, mother really that the mother him. really liked Will. Okay. Whose name I can't remember. Let's call her Nancy. Let's do it. Will and Nancy. Mama's so sweet because she only wanted what was best for her daughter the whole time. So right. can you imagine she take advantage. That's of true. Anyone? Yeah. Uh, so anyway, Good point, uh, it, Good it point. was. It's a very sad book throughout because Susie's very sweet and adorable, and she's just a little. Uh, a Shirley Temple vehicle. Yeah, she's a little uh, moppet, if you will. Yeah. 
and yeah. uh, you just want her to have that pony. And when she de- when she doesn't get it on the Christmas, she's like, "This sucks. This <laughs> sucks. Screw you, Christmas Bev is canceled." Or, but then she does get the pony, and everything turns out. So it's it's good. Uh, well, I'm glad. Yeah. So good job, Bev Peterson. I mean, Bo- both of your books have such dramatic endings versus mine. I should not have saved mine for last. <laughs> okay. All right. I, uh, yeah. Go ahead. Well, the you know the Zach's in laws, their whole house burns down, and they're living with him, and he's <laughs> a female cat is called a queen, and Queenie is queenie, the name of the yeah. cat in my book. Yeah. So anyway, uh, Zach's whole his his in laws family, the house burns down. So Zach's in laws house burns down, and they're living mm-hmm. with him. Yeah, he figures out the family secrets of the dad yeah. had an affair, and blah 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 blah. Right. So this makes Zach realize that everything he's thought about how you can't be happy, and there's <laughs> no point in trying, and blah yeah. blah blah. It was all because his dad had an affair, not because mm-hmm. like love is broken. Okay. Right. So that allows him to he open... He can marry the hot little mousy girl. Exactly. <laughs> that allows him to open his heart to Jeez. Marilee. He goes to her house. She opens the door. He makes out with her. <laughs> <laughs> they did kiss once early on, but yeah. he kind of pulled away and was like, no, 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 no. I can't commit. I can't commit to you. Uh-huh. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm not yeah. a one-woman man. But anyway, now he knows <laughs> that he can. And so they, they make out and then <laughs> cut. All right. And then a year later, uh-huh. Zach has a ring. Ambrose and Queenie are happily reunited. Right. Zach proposes. Meanwhile, Marilee has gone back to school and gotten her veterinary degree. Finally. And Zach proposes. They're engaged. Ambrose has succeeded in his mission and will uh-huh. now have a peaceful retirement in his nine lives where he can fall in love uh-huh. with Queenie mm-hmm. all over again. Right. Merry Christmas. Okay. So final thoughts. Bo, here are my questions for you. Did your book, was it good? Did you like it? Was it Christmassy enough? Would you ever pick up another by this author or from this series? I I, I enjoyed it because I knew it was going to be over soon. Okay. <laughs> I mean, that sounds terrible because it was short enough to not be like so boring. Right. Okay. And I thought that I thought the author did a good job of just like I said being descriptive. Okay. Painting a picture. I just felt like there were too many twists and turns. I was kind of like, wait, what? Everything you described is insane to me that that's a hundred pages. Yeah, it was way too much. Mm. It was too convoluted. We didn't need we didn't need the bears. No. At all. I don't understand <laughs> no, that's that one. The, that's bit. the part or, I would or cut. Donna really so. Because I liked the story was very Christmassy. I thought it, oh, it really well, said because okay, so the way that she described the old timey Wydell parties and yeah. stuff was so beautiful yeah. and so like Charles Dickens, Phineas Wydell, why Phineas Wydell, <laughs> I do declare as I live and breathe. <laughs> yeah. So it was Christmassy. You enjoyed parts of it. Would you read this author of the series again? Uh, no. Okay. <laughs> All right, Eric. Same question. Um, was the book Christmassy? Yes. Did you enjoy it? Yeah. And would you read anything? No, here, here, here are the uh, some of the titles of her other books: Thoroughbreds and Trailer Trash. <laughs> oh, stop right there! <laughs> Jockeys and Jewels, Color My Horse, Studs and Stilettos, Fillies and Females, Horses and Heroin. Uh, and then there's also one that just says, uh, along came a cowboy. Now, so, so Eric, I take it you're not a horse girl. It's it's not so much the amount of horses in this in these books. It's definitely all the covers seem very uh, self-published. Like somebody's like, I got a picture of a horse. Great. Mm. Make that a silhouette. Was it written well? I mean, did you like? Yeah, it was written fine. Yeah. It was written for 60 pages. It, it, it didn't say 60 pages. Yeah, it, it was fine. It was, uh, I mean, the kid was cute. The story was sad until it wasn't. It had that happy ending. I just, we just saw Knives Out and uh, the whole idea is that there's $60 million on the line. And I'm just like, what would I do for $60 million? And now it's just like, man, I wish some rich rancher would fall in love with me and my cute little Moppet daughter. But, you know. High stakes. <laughs> that, that's the gist. I like that in this story you most <laughs> identified with the mother, <laughs> who was a secondary character. 
<laughs> you don't want to be the girl. <laughs> I just had to refinance my student loans. <laughs> you don't want to be the. You don't want to be the girl who gets the pony in a new lease on life. You want to be her single mom. I just want to pay off my student loans and have a furnished basement, and that's it. What in this this family? What if it's full of bears? You gotta be <laughs> oh no, it's furnished with sows. Don't go to Sugar Land, Tennessee. Yeah, y'all can use the basement, but word of warning, it's full of sows. <laughs> no, I not that sow. <laughs> not that sow. Keep going. Keep going. Almost there. Never That's right. That's it's a bear. One. It's a bear, honey. First of all, I just want to point out that my book was two hundred and fourteen pages. <laughs> I I oh, listen know, to this guy. That's all. Um, so what what are the questions? What are we asking here? <laughs> was it Christmassy? It was very Christmassy. Uh, yes, it was a whole. Everything was about like getting ready for uh-huh. Christmas. You know, Zach not wanting the tree and merrily <laughs> being like, I have a Christmas <laughs> cat. You know. Yeah. So yes, it was. Did Christmassy. you like it? It felt Christmassy. Uh, I was just so puzzled by the <laughs> by the graphic cat deaths <laughs> and the like. The super steamy sex. <laughs> Sexual references, right, and then the hallmarkiness of it—that I was very puzzled by it, right. But as far as Christmas books go, I mean, I I could do worse, right. than uh, picking up another. Who, book by which Sheila character Roberts. did you most relate to in this story? Oh boy, I guess Ambrose, because he was <laughs> he was just trying to he yeah. was just trying to fix things yeah. for people, you know. He just yeah, he there just we go, Superman complex. He just over there. wanted to help. Jeez Louise, you know, yeah. Um, Nick came to this earth in a rocket ship. <laughs> And uh, yeah, I could see myself picking up another really Sh- Sheila Roberts that's a twist. That's Christmas a twist, book. Yeah. Sure, sure, yeah. I could. All yeah, right. yeah. If we could no. pick a tone and run with it, I yeah. think that would be good. I think maybe next year for our third annual Christmas book club, mm-hmm. I might not do a cat book. Mm-hmm. I think I might. Go- I miss the murder mystery element, so I think I might go back do a to dog murder, to murder mysteries during Christmas. Where a dog murders someone at Christmas. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that would be so sad. Yeah, here's grumpy as that basement sow. <laughs> Didn't even wake up. Yeah, Cujo's Christmas. Right. Oh, that'd be fine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. we'll all reunite Cujo's next just year for Cujo's Christmas. Popped up on Christmas. cocaine and rabies, and he's got to remember the spirit of Christmas. <laughs> he's played by Al Pacino. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> hey! <laughs> this whole season is out of order. <laughs> all right. Yeah. All right. Well, I, you know, I think if I got a bone to pick with you, hoo-ah! <laughs> Now that's all I want. Yeah. I want this more ho, than ho that. ho ho. I want this more than that little girl wanted that pony. Oh no, you don't. Whose book wins? That no one wants anything more than that girl wanted a Whose pony. Whose book wins? What is the best book that was read this year? <laughs> Listen, I don't know because I I sat that entire time like this girl yeah. better get her freaking pony, and then I'm like, if I have daughters, how much do ponies cost? What if what if all my kids want ponies? And that, but you're not gonna read the other. Yeah, I gotta pay off my student loans first before I can afford ponies. But at the same time, I mean, this is how much kids want something i would have i would Maybe have you fall in love with a wealthy horse sold. farmer just like you want i would have sold my sister and brother to anyone offering a movie ticket to jurassic park had they said i could go see jurassic park wow. as a kid so like this book nails the whole like this is what how kids want things uh-huh. and this is how important things are to kids anyway i think maybe eric's book wins because mine was a bit of a mess <laughs> and Bose, yours was so crowded yours was so crammed yeah yeah, I mean, yeah. three ghosts, yeah. three bears, <laughs> 75 pairs, yeah. cartridge, and a... Mine, mine's just about a girl, wants a pony, makes a friend who uh, stops throwing snowballs at her, is nice to a homeless man, Yeah, handsome rancher guy. I would. Well, I didn't know he was handsome. Well, yeah, of course he's yeah. handsome. Well, see, I was going to vote for the for Nick's book for being the best yeah. because it just felt like it did kind of all come together You think the rich man who owns the ranch is not handsome? 
I don't know what I was picturing. I, he's I, got I, a cowboy hat. I know. I stay away he from He gets out of stories. his truck? Yeah. He gets out of his truck on Christmas Day with his cowboy hat on? You said he was homeless. No, that's the dad. Oh. Who's I mean, also probably rugged and the, handsome he's in the, his own way. Yeah, I guess. Like a, yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you, she, she's all that him, yeah. he's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Just take the ponytail out. I um I I I don't know I'm a sucker for gruesome and murdery and I'm mm-hmm. also a sucker for you know sexy sexy Christmas stories so I feel like yours kind of had it all for me I, I think I should get into the Hallmark movie world I think I would like those movies discussing this I suggested to you both that someone read a book called Pup Cakes oh uh, yeah about no, I'm not about doing any more food related thing here's the thing though which isn't happening it is <laughs> it, we've committed to if, it if this was to happen next and year it will I want another animal Christmas book okay but I want the animal in the book yeah I had to read like 60 pages to get to the pony yeah so yeah, that's you know, unfair you had this whole this book was told through the cat's it perspective. Was, yeah, it was filled I, with cats. Yeah. So I was like, I would have liked this book. I've got, I'm a child of divorce. Yeah. So <laughs> Yeah, that's true. Maybe next year we just swap. No, okay. We just have different books. No, I'm not reading that book. No. Well, so we don't have a clear we don't Roberts. have a clear winner then about who who, mine who read the mine best did. book. Oh, yeah. okay. Both switching his yeah. vote. All right. Mine's so Eric, simple. Yeah, mine's Beth mine's Christmas Mine's good. Thank you. Bev <laughs> Peterson's a Chris a horse, a pony for Christmas. A pony for Christmas. A pony for Christmas, a novella by Bev Peterson is the mm-hmm. winner of this year's Christmas book yep. club. And the winner gets a pony. Yay! Yay. All right. So well, I think that's going to do hey, it. Hey, this pony's not as docile as I was promised. Oh, really? Yeah. You need a quiet horse. <laughs> oh, that's it. Uh, I think it's going to do it for this week's yeah. uh, All the Books show and for this year's Christmas book club. Yeah, stop saying Bo, this year. It is this year's because <laughs> it's an annual tradition. Uh, we've all agreed to that. Bo, thank you so much for joining us for the third year in a row. Guys, it's a total honor. I look forward to this every Christmas. So we are doing this again, Eric, because I look forward to it. We could always Skype you in if you happen to not be here. We could Skype you in. We've done that a few times. Oh, wow. Technology. Yeah. All right, Eric, any closing thoughts? Any final words? It's our last episode before Christmas. So anything Mm -hmm. you want to say to the people? Uh, The killer whales specifically are matriarchal. Mm-hmm. Uh, which means they're led by the uh, the older female of the group. Okay. Uh, and they travel in pods. And different pods of different killer whales will have a different society. And scientists have realized they actually speak uh, like different languages from other pods of whales wow. and will have learned different ways of catching prey. So some whales will use will pick up a stick and pick, a, pick fish off the bottom of the ocean, and others will just chase them onto the shore. So, you know... Protect the oceans. Well, thank you. <laughs> thank you for that animal fact. No problem. And with that, we bid you adieu at another All the Books show uh, holiday special. Happy holidays, everyone. We'll see you next week with our take on the best books and movies from 2019. See you then.